Hi, welcome to Three Dog Yoga. You're listening to a 45-minute flow class. When you're ready, grab a mat and let's get started. So today I thought we'd do a little deep dive with psoas and hip flexors for those of you that uh, could use some hip flexor opening. Yeah, that's pretty much all of us. Uh, also, dancer involves hip flexor strengthening. Um, it is it is no uh, uncommon thing for our hip flexors to be tight. They are usually tight because we spend time in compression with them, not because we're working them so hard, right? Uh, if you know if you're not out there like holding your leg up. Or um, doing, we, we do this in, in yoga, but most of the tightness that we experience is from lack of mobility throughout our day rather than, oh, it's just working them so hard. Yeah. If you just like took a hundred mile bike ride, you probably worked your hip flexors. You've been sitting in a desk, you, you probably compressed them. So we're going to do some lengthening. We're going to do some strengthening with the hip flexors. And we're going to pay attention to the deep ones, the psoas. It's the one that goes from the back of the body up by the rib cage down to the front of the hip and it passes through the internal organs. So it has an effect on the digestive system, reproductive system, uh, the excretory system. So having a, a resilient and mobile like psoas that is full of vitality is really important, not just for our physical uh, kind of strength and mobility, but also internal workings of us. So get a block, something that could serve as a block, grab it. You'll need it in a couple of seconds, but for now, come on to the floor in constructive rest pose. So we'll take the usual and lengthen it. So you're going to open the front of the hip, the hip crease as much as you can by sliding your feet further away from you and then let the knees knock in against each other and just have few moments of space here. We'll breathe. Let the back side of the body get heavy to the floor. Front side of the body open to the space. One more full breath in. Empty. Walk your feet in close to your sitting bones. We're going to let the knees drop over to the right as we would in belly twisting pose. Let the left shoulder blade get heavy. We're going to be here about three breaths. Let the belly get soft. Not something we usually do in active twists, but this uh, passive twist. Really let the breath move through it. A little massage for internal organs. Also, as we're moving in this way, right, because the psoas runs through, we're just making space around it and giving it a little bit of movement with the breath. 
Next inhale, just gently, slowly, no disturbance, bring your knees back to center. Pause to recenter yourself. Usually we end up a little heavier in the right hip. At this moment, level out the two hips, then knees to the other side. And right shoulder blade gets heavy, belly soft. Big breaths that expand the abdomen, low back. Focus into the lowest ribs you can find. So down near the lowest ribs, that's where the, the psoas begins in the body. One more breath. When you're empty, again, just without any real disturbance, coming back to center, level out when you get there. So pause and bring this back in the line. Then press your feet down, lift up into a light bridge, block around or pillow or whatever you got. It could be anything uh, that can go underneath your sacrum. Sacrum is going to be level on the block. You're gonna bring your right knee in, slide your left leg out, hug the right knee in with both hands, and dig your left heel into the floor. Breath in, breath out. Two more like that. We notice the effect of the breath on the extended leg, particularly the hip. And you can allow those big belly breaths. Also, you can work with the exhale, pressing the breath out. Then you're gonna release the knee, pause here, dig the left heel in, Use the right hip flexors to draw the right knee as close as you can to you while you anchor the left heel. So active work of the hip flexors here. Breath in and breath out. Release the right foot to the floor. Slide your left foot in. Left knee in. We'll extend the right leg out. Dig the right heel into the mat. Hug left knee in. And you breathe here again, allowing for that movement in the abdominals that creates space across the front of the right thigh. And that extra little bit of exhale you can get from pulling your abdominals in. Note what that effect has. What effect that has, I should say, on front of the thigh. Then you're going to release your hands right, and use hip flexor muscles. So hip crease in the left leg, just right there, pull the knee in close to your chest as you can get it. Breathe. It's sensible here that like, you don't need to force it, but how much can you activate at the hip flexor? And then release left foot to the mat. Slide your right foot in, press your feet down, lift your hips up, and then slowly release down. Bring knees into chest and give them a good hug with the hands. So let the arms assist. 
then taking the arms away, extend your right leg out, just skim above the floor, and same idea, press your right foot to the front wall, pull your left knee in toward you, and then back into center, no hands, both knees hugged toward the chest, keep the right leg tucked in, take the left leg out, skim it just above the floor, right knee in toward your chest as much as you can, pull the knee in, press the left foot away, and back to both knees into the chest, give a good hug with the arms. The knees to right angles. So the thigh bones are as vertical as you can maintain them. Right leg out again, skim the floor. Keep the left knee right over the hip. Abdominals in so the 360 of the core body pulls in to support. Right leg back in. Then left leg out. You're right, this is no fun at all. Right. Reach through the left foot, stabilize with the right hip flexor and abdominals. Back to center. Feet to the floor, up for a bridge. Draw your tailbone up and in, sacrum up and in. So really fanning out to the front of the hip. And then piece by piece, down to your mat. We're gonna bring feet together. Roll onto your right side. Tuck your right arm underneath your head. Just make a little pillow for yourself. And then note where your knees are. So if your knees are in front of your body, totally cool. Keep them there. If you want a little more uh, balance work here, a little more stability work, point your knees toward the back wall so you won't see them in front of you. They'll be pointing, not your back wall, in <laughs> front of your mat, probably. I don't know. I don't know where your back wall is, but uh, you get the idea. And catch your left foot. So we've got side lying dancer. Heel to bum and pulling heel in as you're pressing the hips forward. Now this is where you may want to uh, slide your knees back out in front of you um, for balance. Do that. Or focus on pressing the lower leg down into the mat. Breath in. Breath out. If you are fine here, this is enough. Cool. If you want a little more, you're going to roll back onto the left shin. Left shin's pressing down into the mat. Slide the right foot in like you're going to do bridge. And press the left shin bone down and toward the floor. Maybe into the floor. Maybe it doesn't get there. If you got here and you're like, this is not for me, uh, back to your side. Absolutely. Uh, if it's an ankle issue, yeah, you got to like play around with the angle of your foot underneath you a little bit. Just get that to where it's, it's comfortable for your ankle. And then to come out of it, if you roll onto your back, definitely go over to the side first. Then we'll all come back to center. Plant your feet like it's going to be bridge because it is going to be bridge. Press your feet down, lift your hips up. And then slowly release and feet together, roll onto your left side. And then you may notice that your knees are out in front of the body. Totally cool, that's gonna help you balance or you challenge yourself by pointing your knees towards the front of your mat, not seeing them out in front of you. Catch the right foot, right hand. Any method of catching there is good as long as it's not impinging on your shoulder or hurting your low back. And you're drawing your heel towards your bum, 
while you're pressing hips towards your side wall. And this is plenty, it's plenty, right? If you're feeling something, like don't go any further, stay with what you're feeling. If you could use a little more sensation to really feel the opening, turn onto your back, the right shin bone down, rest your right shin down and toward the mat, into the mat, left foot, it's working like bridge. And again, that right foot just tucks in a way that makes sense for your ankle. We'll all have a different uh, need for, for the, the arrangement of our foot, depending on ankle shape. One more breath where you are. And if you've rolled onto your back, that leg's pinned underneath you first, roll off of it. I mean, just sensible. And then we'll come back to center and again, plant the feet for bridge. Come on out. Feet press down, hips lift up. Then slowly, piece by piece, come on down. Pause. Knees in and use the hip flexors to draw them toward you. Nose to knees and knees to nose. Catch with the hands, you can a little rock up and back. Make your way to down dog. Pause there. Set your gaze, your breath. Look forward, walk forward to your hands, ragdoll, and pause. So, so even in yoga, when we're doing um, actions of a flexing the hip, hip flexor actions like this, a lot of times they're passive, right? You felt on the floor where we were pulling the knee in or hovering it at 90 degrees. That's hip flexor action when it, the hip flexes. But here the hip's flexed and the action's not really there. Right? We want to uh, kind of acknowledge that. And as we're doing the work of salutations and forward folds, begin to internally pay attention and activate this area so press your feet down pull your abdominals in and draw your hip crease up toward the ceiling so you're going to activate a lot of stuff when you do that right and release your hands to the mat walk your feet together and come to a halfway lift a flat back right and then again when you exhale press your feet into the floor draw your abdominals in Draw yourself to your legs, lift the hip crease. And still not a lot of action is going to happen there because gravity is helping you out so much. Right? Press your feet down on your inhale, come up to standing. Here's where we can really help ourselves out. Pause in mountain pose with arms extended overhead. For a lot of us, there'll still be a little bit of, uh, of tailbone back, of hips tipped forward, of a little bit of a, a hip flexion there. Draw your lower abdomen in. See if you can lift the hip point. See if you can get more space across the front of your hip. That doesn't necessarily mean you're going to backbend. If you do want to lift your chest and go up and back, you will get some, some more lengthening there. We don't want this to become a backbend in the low back. But 
a little more length, a little more unfolding, a little accentuation of this hip crease, increasing, right? Uh, you, are, you are now at a point in your practice where getting this and, and dialing this in each time we come to mountain pose would be a really good idea. Exhale, bring your hands to your heart, samastiti, to take that moment, feel the legs alive and the front of the hip spacious, right? And that is uh, an action of glute muscles hugging the hamstrings, the heels driving down. Teacher will say heels drive down under the mat all the time. Why? The heels drive down, back of the legs engage. This part of the hip gets a little decompressed. We can use all of that we can get. Next inhale, reach up, go long from feet to fingers. Then exhale, we'll bow forward. Press into your feet. And here, gravity is, is doing that hip flexion. Support it with strong work in the legs and core. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. Plant your hands, step back. High to low push-up. Breathing in, upward facing dog. Hands down, shoulder blades slide down, back of your head slides up. Down dog, breathe all the way out. Look forward, walk or lightly hop to your hands. Breathe in, lift halfway. Breathe out, fold forward. Breathe in. Drive your feet down, especially the heels. Reach up. Maybe go a little back with the upper chest. Back the next day's long. Exhale, bow forward. Breathe in, lift halfway. Plant your hands, step back, this time lowering to the floor. Breathe all the way out. Push the floor away as you go. Press your feet down, peel it for cobra. Elbows back, elbows in. And release slowly down. Nice. Press up, hands and knees to down dog. Look forward. Walk or lightly hop to your hands. Breathe in. Lift halfway. Breathe out. Fold. Drive your feet down. Press through your heel. Elongate through your body. Nice. Exhale. We'll bow. Press your feet into the floor. As you get there, pull the hip crease up, abdominals in. Breathe in, lift halfway. Plant your hands, step back, high plank. Press the floor, squeeze your legs, draw your heart forward all the way down. Locust, squeeze your arms, squeeze your legs. Feet together if you can, shoulder blades squeeze in, back of your neck long, look straight down. Hands to the mat, press up, hands and knees. The down dog. Look forward. Walk or lightly hop. Breathe in. Lift halfway. Flat back. Breathe out. Fold. Press your feet down. Drive through your heels. Space across the front body. Front of the thigh. Front of the hip. Exhale. Bow forward. Breathe in, 
lift halfway. Plant your hands, breathe out, all the way to the floor. Push the floor away. Then inhale, slide your elbows forward, slightly forward to the shoulders. Sphinx pose. Abdominals in, heart up. Exhale, slide the hands back, press yourself back. Down dog. Look forward. Walk or lightly hop. Top of the mat. Breathe in, lift halfway. Breathe out, fold. Drop your hips back, Ukatasana, chair pose. Squeeze your arms, span your fingers. Exhale, bow forward. And breathe in, lift halfway, toe heel your feet apart. Take your right leg back, low lunge, knee down. Press into your front foot, abdominals and reach up, your back foot to your fingers, and then hands to heart center, to the mat, chest forward, you step back, elongate your body, low push. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Breathe out, down dog. End of that exhale, step your right foot straight ahead, it'll be a short step, You'll bend the back knee, hands to your hips. Drop your tailbone, pull your abdominals in a little bit of cat pose in the low back as you reach up. Then hands to heart, chest stays light as you step forward. Feet together, breathe in, lift halfway. Breathe out, press into your feet as you fold abdominals in. Head goes heavy, sit your hips back. Ukatasana. Nice. Exhale, bow forward. Breathe in. Lift halfway. Toe heel your feet apart. Left leg back. Long stance. Back knee down. Back toe stay tucked. Press through both feet. Come up on Janyasana. Back foot through your fingertips. Reach. And hands to heart, chest stays light. When you step back to a high plank, elongate yourself as much as you can. Pull your heart forward, trying to take out that crease at the hips. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Press down, breathe out, down dog. End of that exhale. Step your left foot forward, bring your hands to your hips. Come up, bending your back knee, shifting tailbone toward the mat, abdominals in. Different stretch for the front of the hip. As you reach straight up, ring fingertip, hands to heart, fingertips forward, step up, feet together. We'll breathe in, lift halfway. Good. Breathe out, bow forward. Sit your hips back, dig your heels in, abdominals in, spine long, ukatasana, spine long even through your neck. Exhale. Bow forward. Breathe in. Lift halfway. Plant your hands. Step back. High to low push. Press into the floor. Breathe in. Upward facing dog. Press your feet down. Lift up to the back of your head. Down dog. Breathe all the way out. 
and bring feet together and inhale, right leg up and back behind. Bend the knee when you exhale, step forward into warrior two. Hands at your hips, lift your chest. Dig into your front heel to sit lower. Check in with your hips level, right? So the, the right hip wants to drop down, left hip wants to lift up. Reverse that into the level, dropping back hip down. We'll pull the front hip up. Actually, just looking at what's going on here, do the other thing. Do the sassy thing. Do the thing where you let the back hip lift. Just do that and see what that feels like. Now go all the way in the other direction. Pull with the front heel. Get the hips level. Right, so this is uh, lengthening out both sides of psoas and QL. They tend to get tight. They tend to pull us into this kind of hip shift to the side. Level. Breathe in, reach both arms up, drop both sitting bones down. Good. Catch your right wrist. Elongate even more up out of your right side as you pull into that heel. Good. Breath in. When you breathe out, straighten your front leg. Triangle pose, left hand behind your head. So palm behind the head, like it was a wall back there. Put your head back into it. Step into your back heel, squeeze the back leg, pull your heart forward. There's a little back bend quality to this, but you can feel right across the front of the left hip something is going on. Breathe in here. When you breathe out, you're going to bend your front knee up through warrior two into a reverse and a reverse triangle situation in which you straighten your front leg and from your front foot reach up at the diagonal through the top hand, good, nice. With your exhale, bend into the front knee and inhale up through warrior two. Hands to the mat, step back, high plank. When you breathe out, all the way to the floor. Breathe in, sphinx pose, elbows slightly in front of the shoulders, press the elbows down, back of the head high. Release down slowly, hands underneath your elbows. Press up hands and knees. Press back, down dog. Feet together. Breathe in, take your left leg up and back. Bend the knee, bring it into the center of your chest. Take a big step on the center line. Up and around for warrior two, and then hands at your hips and just clock where you came to. All right, so. I've been doing here a long time. I've been here in Love Pelvis a long time. Still, when I come up, there's a little lift in my back hip. It's not going to get perfect for most of us. Okay? But for a lot of us, it's if we're not constantly paying attention here, that, that sassy hip thing will happen. So uh, go ahead and let it happen. Go ahead and feel what that is to lift the back hip. Right? Um, like, uh, like and if you've done a bunch of like baby carrying in your life, you know what this is like you have the hip stuck out so the baby can like sit right there uh you know um or if you've done a lot of like sassy pants in your life you know what this is uh, but see how the front hips dropping and back hips lifting reverse that or try to go too far the other way for most of us we won't be able to go uh, to get the front hip to stick out right you can find level 
or close to level. And one sign, and one reason why we want this to be true is spine is able to be vertical, right? So when the back hip is up, there's going to be a lateral curve to the spine. There's gonna to have to be. Hips are level, you can be upright. Take arms up overhead, so we're accentuating that uprightness. It's as if you were sitting on a chair with both of your sitting bones, both sitting bones down as you reach up through your hands, catch your left wrist, just go up through the left side. So not really a bend at all, just a lengthening here. When you exhale, release that press into your front foot. Coming into triangle, hand on the shin is perfect here. Right hand's gonna go behind your head. You're gonna press the back of your head into the hand. Lean yourself back to the degree that you can, but stamp the back foot down. So the work's going back heel down. You're going to feel the back of the leg engage, and you're going to feel openness across the front of the right hip. There's a little bit of back bend, but we're not focusing on rolling the chest open. We're focusing on taking the body back. Good. And soften the front knee. Come up through warrior two. And then straighten the front leg, reverse triangle, squeeze both legs straight. You're reaching up at the diagonal with the left arm. Just really like undoing that work through the, the front of the hip there. Press the heel down, feel the front of the hip. And inhale back through warrior two. Chest stays light as you cartwheel the arms down, high plank to the floor. Slide the elbows forward, take sphinx, pull the elbows back, heart up, back of the head up, tips of the ears up, and release down, hands underneath, back to hands and knees, and back to down dog. Pause here, breathe in. Breathe out. Look forward. Walk or lightly hop to your hands. Breathe in, lift halfway. Breathe out, fold. Breathe in, reach up, mountain pose. Press your feet down. Breathe out, arms to cactus or goal posts at your sides. Hug the elbows in toward one another. So variation on eagle here with elbows pressing toward one another, or maybe they meet. If they meet, pull your forearms apart. If they don't meet, no worries. You keep working elbows in, upper back broad without rounding. So wrap the right leg over top, lengthen up through your chest, lift your elbow points. The breath in, chin level, gaze level, and then unwind, reach up. Exhale, pull the arms down at the sides. You've got cactus or goalposts. And you can see here, not thrusting the chest forward. I'm not rounding the rib cage back. Arms are at the sides. Like I'm not perfect, neither are you. Uh, that's great, we're not perfect together. But you're gonna keep from letting the chest thrust forward or back here as we bring the elbows toward one another in front. So here's the deal, here's why I say this. 
for a lot of us, if you get goal oriented about the elbows coming together, uh, there's an easy way to do that. And it's called take your chest back and do this action to be able to get this to the bones to come together. It's not helping our shoulder mobility to do that, right? So the chest strength and shoulder mobility comes from keeping the good posture, pressing the elbows toward one another, wrap the left leg over top. And yoga is constantly a practice of the end does not justify the means. It just doesn't, right? For many of us, our bodies can contort fairly well. And now if you uh, missed your calling as a contortionist, because you probably needed to start that at age four, I apologize. But um, at this point, we're, we're working with the integrity of posture rather than just shoving ourselves into shapes that are not helpful. On your inhale, unwind, reach up, and exhale again, bring the arms down to cactus. And again, you can actually, let's all do this because I find it was like just really nice to, to teach ourselves like what is what. So arms of cactus, let your chest float forward, right? So nobody's watching. You can just say thrust, sternum out there. This is like toy soldier posture, right? You just like puff up your chest. This is a way to stand. It's probably not the way most of us want to stand. Uh, bring it back in and then round the chest back. Um, it's also a way to stand, but it's, not really what most of us want to be doing. Press your feet down, lift up to the sternum, lift up to the back of your head. So you're standing upright and the arms just happen to be making a really strong frame at your sides. Slide your right foot back. Nothing changes in the upper body. Squeeze the right leg tightly. You're going to press your left foot down. We're focused on standing leg. Left foot presses down, sternum lifting up. Right. So this standing hip flexor, the, the left hip flexor, it's going to be doing a lot of work because naturally what's going to happen is we bend the right knee. Go ahead, bend your right knee. Squeeze your shoulder blades together. Chest wants to thrust forward, but lift it up instead. Right, And the stability you're getting is, is coming just up the left leg, front and back, connecting into the core. Right? As you squeeze the shoulder blades in towards center, let your right arm float back. If the hand and foot are are amenable to it, catch the foot. If that's a big struggle, focusing on the other elements for now, the lift of the chest from the pressure down to the standing foot, dig the heel in so you can keep the back of the leg engaged. Left shoulder blade in toward the spine. Heart's lifting chest is gonna come forward some, but I'm not gonna dump it forward uh, to, to counterbalance the pose. I'm gonna go up and then exhale. A slow release, bring the right foot to the footprint, close your eyes, bring your hands together, do as little as possible with like physical or mental movement and use your brain to watch your body and the movement that's going on inside. There are so many things that go on in dancer pose, including elevated heart rate for most of us, right? Just Notice what's the internal, what's the physiology, what's the, the kinetic energy that's happening. And you can notice the mental distractions from that too, but just notice them instead of getting involved in them. And then on your next inhale, arms up 
So stretch long and do that thing where you're really focused on opening to the front of the hip crease, Get the arms down to the sides, right? And again, we're not gonna displace the chest, but first we're gonna displace it. You're gonna pull it forward, right? So when you pull the chest forward, we're talking about the, the whole psoas hip flexor connection in the chest, right? We're, we're pulling the, that, the origin of that muscle forward. When we pull it back, same thing. That may be useful to do in certain scenarios, not in the dancer where we're trying to get the, the space between the discs and the length of the psoas. So elbows down, heart up, back of your head up. You're standing upright. You're gonna slide your left toes back and remain standing upright. So as soon as the leg goes back, torso wants to go forward. It's called compensation. But instead, stand tall from the foot. There is gonna be a tilt forward of your pelvis, slight. Pull up through your abdominals and then bend the left knee. Dig the right heel in. Right. And squeeze your shoulder blades in toward the center of your back. So it doesn't mean fly your arms back, but use the shoulder blades in toward center. Right. Then left arm extends back. If the foot happens to be there, great. Catch it. Squeeze the shoulder blades together at center. Lift up to the center of your chest. Right. So in natural adjustment, a proper, we want the foot and the head to come together over top of the standing leg. So uh, even though we're not going there, if we were going there, it would not help us to let the chest go forward because the head needs to go back toward the foot if you're ever gonna get into that position. I don't recommend it, but uh, if, we're, if we're trying to travel toward that pose, if we're on the journey toward the pose and what the pose is meant to be, foot and head are going up. And exhale, a slow release. Hands to heart, foot to mouth, and pause. And uh, if you noted that trying to stand up taller is harder than letting your chest go forward, you are right. If you didn't notice anything because you were trying to hold your foot, breathe, and like have some semblance of a yoga practice, you are also right. Have moments here, and you just feel the, the, the sensations here, you know, kind of like you just shook up a bottle of champagne or something, put it down on the counter and like what's going on inside that bottle is like what's going on inside the body at this point. Press your feet down, spread your toes. When you inhale, reach up, mountain pose. Good. Exhale, bow forward. Breathe in, lift halfway flat back. Plant your hands, step back, high or low push-up. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Breathe out, down dog. Breathe in, right leg up and back behind. Bend your knee, take a big step into a low lunge. Back knee down. Draw your heart forward, elongate. So from the knee down and sternum forward, uh, length through the front of the hip, front of the abdomen, right? Then on your exhale, you're gonna press into your front foot. We're gonna take pyramid, back heel stays lifted and you're gonna take heart forward in this one. So it's a pyramid that we don't fold over. We do more of a halfway lift action. Right hip wants to take a little swing out to the right. 
pull it into center. In fact, take your right thumb back there, pull the hip crease back. And while we're here, right shoulder stacks over left. So you've got a revolved triangle, but instead of taking the upper arm up, keep using the thumb to pull the hip back. So hip goes back, elongate your front body, heart forward, good, good. Heart forward, back of the neck long. Keep that, bend the front knee again, back in that low lunge, thumb in your hip crease, keep pulling that back, keep stacking shoulder over shoulder. Now you're in this low twist, you might bend the back knee, catch the foot there. Same idea, kick foot in the hand, but pull heart forward, elongate your front body. So from your knee up through your heart, up and forward, good. There's kind of a slingshot action in the back leg. Dissolve that by squeezing glute muscle using hamstring to slowly release that foot. Hands down. Walk your right foot over to the left. Press the shin bone down. Press the back foot down, top of the foot down. Lift your chest. We have uh, the Ikapata variation. That's a little bit of a back bend, a little bit of up dog going on here. So you're real supported with your hands. You'll notice my right hip is not down. That is clearly a spiritual failing on my part, uh, but your hip might not be down too. And it's, um, it's actually not any kind of failing. We're working on pressing down to lift up, right? You could drop off to the side, but instead maintaining active hip opening. Breath in. When you breathe out, give your weight to your hands, tuck your back toes under, squeeze the back leg. Feel the plank that happens in your body, then step back, down dog. Inhale. Left leg up and back behind. Exhale, bend your knee, knee to chest. Big step, low lunge, back knee down. Hands can be on blocks for sure. Hands can be on fingertips. We're going to take the line from the back knee through heart center, through sternum, and lengthen it. Okay, so I think you just connect those two places, knee to chest. Uh, not knee suggest, but the uh, the line that goes from back knee to sternum. Remember in geometry class when you had like a line segment and it was like the two dots, right? Those two dots are moving away. Geometry is the only math class that I ever got an A in. Like I'm a solid B plus student in math, except for geometry. It's really not a shock that yoga became like uh, the thing, and you know. Tuck your back toes under, send your hips back, draw your heart forward, and press your front foot down, draw the left hip in. Right, so now the, the line segment is from the front heel to front hip. Right, make that line long, then left thumb to the hip crease, pull back, draw your heart forward. Stack shoulder over shoulder. Yeah, twisting triangle. And again, it's the hip back, heart forward. Keep that element. Bring back knee down. Right. Same thing, knee to chest. So those, those two parts of the line, they get further away from each other. Knee to chest. Then back knee bends, maybe. Catch the back foot, maybe. And if you're catching it, you're pressing into the hand, uh, then that line of action becomes 
the foot pressing back, chest pulling forward. That line gets longer. Right? And then if you are doing that, it does create that slingshot tension, right? It'd be very easy just to let go of the foot. Instead, curl the hamstring, use the glute muscles to bring the foot back in so that you can let it go. And it's under its own power as it comes down. You walk the left. Just toe heel it across, let the shin bone lay down at any angle it, where it lays down naturally and your knee doesn't hurt. That is the right angle, not the right angle. It's the correct angle. Press your shin bone down, press the back foot down. It, you're still in this kind of up dog-like pigeon. Uh, again, left hip may be up. It's allowed to be off the floor without a block as long as you're supporting it. And uh, the caveat to everything is, as long as it's not hurting anywhere, right? There should be a strong stretch in the outer left hip, glute muscles. That's right. Press the back foot down, lift your chest up. So we've got space across the right thigh as well. And then to get out of this, press your hands down firmly, tuck your toes. And from your hands to your back foot, make a plank with all the strength you got. Step back, down dog. Pause, breathe. Open your mouth, let it go. Look through your hands, walk across the seated. And legs out in front of you, Dandasana. For the shoulder stand that is not shoulder stand, but it is shoulder stand, walk your hands back and lean back into them. Point your toes forward, bring feet together, squeeze the legs together. Fingers turn out to the side as long as that's all right on your wrists. You press your hands down, you lift your chest up. See what you can do about walking back even further so the hip crease uh, becomes uh, more obtuse here. Uh, you don't become more obtuse, but the, the hip crease does. Walk the hands back until you get the forearms vertical, if that's possible for you. Then squeeze the shoulder blades together. Sternum towards your face. Gaze uh, depends on the diagonal of your spine from your hips to your head. Breath in. Shoulder blades squeeze together, the elbows squeeze together like they got a block between them. And then release down onto your back and find your way through any finishing postures or stretches your body likes. If you'd like to take the shoulder stand that is shoulder stand, that is for sure a good possibility. So is hips on a block. Any way that your body wants to move is good. Allow it to do so. And then allow it to come to stillness and absorb whatever it was that just happened here today.
So ready to move again. Start with wiggling your fingers and your toes lightly. Again, there's nothing rapid, no hurry, right? so that the nervous system stays in this calm place or is given the opportunity to do so. Roll to your right side, pause there. Again, like you're just giving yourself the message that there is no hurry, that there is no benefit to rushing. Right. At times in our life, there is a benefit to being swift, but rushing is not part of that. Make your way up to seated and take a moment to bring your hands to your hip crease and whatever way you're sitting, there's, there's some kind of crease there. Lift your sternum up and away. Lift the back of your head up and away. Remember that feeling from triangle where the hand was behind the head? Lift up and a little back. You could use the hands there for sure. And as you lift the back of your head, what happens to the front of the body? What happens to the space between navel center and heart center? Can you maintain the lift of the back of the head without any force in the upper back or in the arms? Draw your hands together at heart center. Nice. And thumbs to forehead center. That was super, y'all. Thanks so much. Namaste. And thank you for joining us here. We'd love to see you online in our Zoom quiz. You can join us at 3dogyoga.com. And if you'd like to support this podcast, we're on patreon.com slash 3dogyoga. Thanks again for practicing with us. Namaste.